Hello, and welcome back to the She Leaders Podcast. My name is Nicole, and I could not be more excited about today's podcast. It's titled Strong Feminine Leadership. That's right, Strong Feminine Leadership. I hope that resonates with you like it resonates with me. Here at Nicole Chavez Ministries, we have three mottos, one of which is we don't want to rule the world. We want to change it. Does that give you chills? It gives me chills. Now, I'll be honest, I've lost friends and offended people just by calling this podcast She Leaders and our conferences She Leads. My intent wasn't to cause trouble, division, or even to draw lines. My intent is to partner with women who are leaders, women who are gifted, called, and whose purpose is to lead. But for some unknown reason, when I say the words she leads, people automatically think I'm talking about displacing men or disrespecting them. I'll admit there are women out there whose goal is to prove they are better than men and want to displace them. (laughs) But that's not our heart. That's not my heart. My belief is that women should not try to replace, cut out, displace, or supersede men and their place in the home or workplace. Because to replace implies a feeling of a place once occupied by something lost, destroyed, or no longer usable or adequate. I would say that does not describe men. I do not believe this is what women in leadership implies though, like some do. Some think that the mere thought of women in leadership means we're trying to take over and displace men. Some people may even think we're trying to take over the world. Now, please don't misunderstand. I am not referring to men at this time because this is not a man issue. This is a human issue. I have women friends who think what I'm doing, the fact that I am encouraging women of all ages to step into their purpose and change the world for Jesus is somehow dishonoring to men and an embarrassment for women. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't give credit where credit is due. There are those who believe in strong feminine leadership, those who see it as a partnership instead of a threat or competition, those who love to support women who have bravely stepped into their God-given purpose and are changing the world for Jesus. I just happen to be married to one of these amazing men, the best man in the whole wide world, who cheers me on, encourages me, and supports me every single day to live out the purpose God has put inside of me and to stretch my leadership wings. He doesn't see this as a threat to his masculinity, but as a God-given purpose lived out. I want to make something clear. I am not pitting men against women or even women against women. I am hoping to inspire you to step out of whatever gender confinement you may feel yourself in and encourage you to embrace your strong feminine leadership gifts and talents and know that you are not alone. You have made, you may have felt the pull to lay low or bury your gifts a bit, hide your purpose for fear of offending, and I know exactly what that feels like. I have felt the same confinement until I realized I wasn't afraid of offending God as much as I was afraid of offending my friends, peers, and even spectators in my life. I learned I would rather offend people than offend God by not living out the purpose he put inside of me to be lived out through me. Maybe you're bravely going forth and leading strong with that 
strong feminine leadership that God has put inside of you. And you just like to hear that there's other ladies doing the exact same thing. This is the place for that. Now, I know that there are a ton of misconceptions out there, right? There are things that we don't always get right, that we do wrong. And we have to admit to those things. One of them being, we don't have to walk into a room meeting or conversation with an attitude of feminine (laughs) self-righteousness. All leadership, even strong feminine leadership, is earned. It is accomplished through wisdom, knowledge, experience, hard work, and respect. Remember, our motto is we don't want to rule the world. We want to change it. To change it, you have to earn that right. So today we'll we'll talk about three ways we may inadvertently communicate that we're trying to replace rather than partner with, or that we're trying to rule the world instead of using the gifts and talents that God gave us to change the world. Number one would be we walk into a meeting or office or, or business dealing with a chip on our shoulder. I've done this. I have felt overlooked, belittled, undermined, patronized. And so the next time I had something serious to say, I'd walk into the room armed and ready to do battle. I know I'm not alone in this. (laughs) This always backfired because that would put whoever was on the other side of the table or desk for me in a defensive mode. They didn't know what just happened, but they were ready to fight whatever I had to say because I came in ready to get my way and ready to fight for it. Don't walk into an office, into a meeting, into a conversation with a chip on your shoulder. That is not strong strong feminine leadership. Two, be your strong feminine self. I have been in meetings with ladies who come into it with their masculine mask on. I sit there thinking, who are you? And what do you think you're gaining by pretending to be one of the boys? Own who God made you to be. You are a female made by God's own hand. He has gifted and purposed you with leadership skills and talents to change the world. Do not be ashamed of who God made you to be. Don't try to fit in. Be your strong feminine self. Now, I love high heels. Curls, polished nails, girly colors, purses, jewelry, and even giggling. I love it. I am a girly girl through and through. And 99% of the time, I'm completely confident in who I am. I don't change my style or communication style no matter the crowd I'm speaking to. But every once in a while, I'll have a meeting or meal with someone where I feel like I want to be taken especially serious. And all of a sudden, I am conscious of being feminine. I feel like it could be a liability instead of just who I am. All of a sudden, I'm uncomfortable being me. In those moments, I have to remind myself that God didn't accidentally create me as a female with the purpose of leading, teaching, speaking, writing, creating, starting and running a ministry. He didn't do any of this on accident. He knew exactly what he was doing when he created me to be exactly who I am today, a strong feminine leader. Now perceptions are starting to change, but there are a few deep-rooted ideas that have that have people thinking feminine means weak 
and male means strong. Uh, feminine means emotional and male means rational. Some of us own this and we try to fight this all the time. And what that does is it puts us in conflict with who we are. We step out of who we are to fight these perceptions. You don't have to own these. You don't have to prove or disprove anything. Recently, I wrote a six-week Bible study entitled Journey to Purpose, A Journey Worth Taking. And in week two, day three, I talk about Gideon. Now, Gideon is one of the greatest Bible heroes. If there were a Bible version of the Avengers, he would be one of them. Gideon's clan was the weakest. They were powerless. They were invaded constantly. Everyone in the area knew they were an easy mark. Now, Gideon, well, he considered himself to be the weakest of his clan. He was the least equipped of the unequipped, the least important of the unimportant. He was the least heard of the unheard. And yet, God called him, in Judges 6.11, mighty warrior. He didn't see it in himself. So the Lord spoke these words to him. Go with the strength you have. God's call to Gideon was Go with the strength you have. He wasn't the least of the least, but in his own mind, he was. All he needed was a reminder that God had a purpose and a plan for him. And no matter what Gideon or anyone else thought, God was going to accomplish all he had planned to do through Gideon. God's purpose comes first, always. None of the external matters. God looks at the heart and your willingness to say yes to him. I was with my husband at a party one time and his boss walked up to us and started talking about a confidential matter. And he made eye contact with both of us. So naturally, I thought I was included in this conversation. So I listened through the seasoned and experienced ears that I have. I processed through the lens of my own experience with this specific leadership struggle. I had experienced something similar in in my experience of leadership, so naturally, I seamlessly joined the conversation. I opened my mouth, spoke the words that I had been thinking, which were good, by the way. And then I noticed, first, it was the silence. Then, it was the dead look in his eyes. The shock of hearing me speak. The look of, oh, I'm sorry, I was having a conversation with your husband. You are a spectator to this conversation not a participant. Now, I know some of you have experienced this before. Good thing I am experienced at this kind of behavior because I was able to walk away from the conversation only slightly offended with just a touch of self-righteous anger. And that's the last point. You don't have to be offended by everything. Just because you know your worth, experience, skill, calling and purpose doesn't mean everyone around you does too. They are not on your journey. Is it frustrating? Yes. Does it feel insulting? Yes. Is it unfair? Yes. Does any of that matter? No. Unless your purpose is to right the world's wrongs, stick to the purpose and calling God has on your life. Go with the strength you have. God has chosen you. God has called you. God is sending you. And God will equip you. 
we can be we can choose to be victims of this world or we can choose to be volunteers to change it it is time we become volunteers to change the world we live in by being exactly who god created us to be strong feminine leaders strong in christ strong in doing right even when it pains us strong in leading people to Jesus, strong in changing our world for Jesus, strong in our in our identity, knowing we were formed in our mother's wombs on purpose and with a purpose, strong in confidence, strong in leadership. I hope today's podcast encouraged you. It has certainly encouraged me. Make sure you subscribe because next month we'll be talking about the Mary Martha conundrum. I'm going to be super real with you next week because I have struggled with one with this one. Mary, she's the one that cooks or sits at Jesus' feet and learns from him while Martha is the one who cooks in the kitchen, is making the meal for everybody. And Martha wants Mary to help, but Mary doesn't want to help. She wants to sit there. So Martha goes to Jesus and tattles on Mary. And Jesus has a very specific answer. And I absolutely love it because which one is right? Mary, who decides to throw off tradition, decides it doesn't matter. She's going to sit in a seat that was not assigned to her. Or Martha, who took on the traditional role and did exactly what she was supposed to be doing. Who is right? I have my own special struggle with this. And I'm going to share all of it with you in just a couple of weeks. February 6th and 20th. You do not want to miss these two weeks because I feel like I you struggle with this just like I do, the Mary Martha conundrum. So join me then and we will see you. Hey, hit subscribe, by the way. Hit subscribe. You don't want to miss any of these. For the next six months, we have some amazing, hard-hitting podcast about women and leadership. What does that look like? What does God say about it? Are we right? Are we wrong? Are we supposed to be in those positions? Are we not? I have so much to say about it and I want you to join me. So we will see you February 6th.